No, the mass, church, it's not about me. It's not about you guys. It is about God, isn't it? That's why we come to mass every week. And yet God often uses each of us to speak through. He uses the priest, he uses the people to speak his word to us. And so I was talking with Father Rocky when uh, he was getting ready to leave and I was getting ready to come to the cathedral here. And he told me about how amazing all of you were. And I know you loved Father Rocky very much and the, even the previous pastors here at the cathedral. And I know you got to know him very well in his time here. And I'm sure he got to know your stories, why you come here, where your faith comes from, who handed on your faith to me. And so I've been thinking and praying these past little while since I've been here that I want to share my story with you so you guys can get to know me a little bit better so that when you invite me out for a meal, you don't have to say, oh, well, why did you become a priest? You can just say, well, look at those terrible riders, hey? We can skip right to that stuff. And so my story uh, then of why I became a priest, I grew up uh, just north of Melfort, uh, actually, on a farm. And my mom was a strong Catholic, and she took us to church every Sunday. And so she would throw us all in the van. I've got three younger sisters, and none of us wanted to go to church. And I found out at a very young age that the more you fought against mom, the later you could be for church, hey? And then you didn't have to sit through the whole thing. It was a great strategy, so we fought every Sunday morning. And uh, my dad never went to church. He wasn't, uh, didn't have strong, uh, the strong faith, but he instilled in me a, a strong work ethic, at least. And so we'd go to church, and I never got anything out of church, right? Like, I wasn't like this kid that, you know, uh, I never altar served when I was a kid. I wasn't uh, a kid that, you know, played mass at home or something like that. And, and God calls all of us for many different reasons. And so I was looking then, when should I share my story uh, of, of the priesthood, of why I became a priest? And I was looking at, the, I saw this gospel today, the gospel of this poor lost sheep. And I thought, ah, that's my story, right? But like I said at the beginning of Mass, it's all of our stories that God calls all of us especially when we're lost and brings us back. And so, yeah, I would fight with my sisters during church too. Uh, it was, you know, it was the only way to keep church entertaining, hey? And then when I got a little older, grade uh, six or seven, I, mom, I started playing uh, guitar and uh, mom put me in guitar lessons. But I was a lazy kid and so I never did practice. So my mom, being a woman, right, so very wise, hey, she said, okay, well, I'm not going to pay for guitar lessons. I'm going to put you in the church choir. <laughs> so from grade eight to, to end of high school, I played guitar in the church choir. And so still, I didn't get much out of church, but I really enjoyed playing, uh, playing and singing with the choir. And so 
I just, and the biggest thing I learned in the choir was with all the adults that I played uh, guitar with or sang with, they mentored me in the faith. So every Monday we would have uh, choir practice and then I'd go to church Saturday night. I played in the Saturday night choir because it was a lot smaller of a crowd, right? So it wasn't so intimidating for me. And I just remember the love that all the other choir members had for me. They cared for each other and especially me, one of the younger people in the choir. If you remember nothing else from my story, just remember how important it is in the church these days to mentor our younger people, to care for them, to teach them how to do church. So these choir members, they would, you know, they would help me, they'd play along with me, and then every so often, they would all just forget to show up for church on a Saturday night and leave me all alone to do the music. They had supported me, of course, but they wanted me to take the lead from time to time as well. It's so important in our faith not to just teach others, but to let them take the lead as well. And so then we had uh, Father Jean Boutin was our priest then in Melfort, and he, that, he gave the, a homily that changed the way I looked at God and church. And the reason? The homily was about Star Wars. <laughs> and I love Star Wars. I love those movies. And so he explained the gospel. The gospel that Sunday was, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you would say to this mountain, move, and it would move into the sea. That makes no sense. I don't understand what that means, hey? He explained it like Star Wars. He said, he said when Yoda was showing Luke how to use the force, he said, it's just because Luke didn't believe. If you just believe, you can move mountains. And so I'm sitting there with my guitar in my hand, listening to this homily going, Star Wars is awesome. <laughs> and it occurred to me at that time, through something as simple as a movie, that God was everywhere. It just hit me at that moment, that if a priest can use a movie, a Star Wars, to talk about how God works in this world. God wasn't just there for Sunday morning and then you go through the week and do whatever you want. But God was always there for us, answering our prayers, caring for us. And so I changed at that time the way I prayed. I, I said my prayers when I was a kid, but it was mostly just, you know, it helped me sleep at night. It was something I did. But after that homily, it became something that I spoke to God now. I talked to him and I told him my problems. I asked him what he wanted me to do with my life. <laughs> That's the big question. How does God guide us? And I'm still not a good kid, right? I went to church on Saturday night, and I'm in high school now, so then I could go out with my friends and party after church and not have to wake up Sunday morning for Mass, right? So I'm still not, I'm, I'm a lost sheep still, 
And God kept calling me back and calling me back. And so then I was getting ready to graduate. We had Father Jim, and he started the vocation cross in our parish in Melfort. And then my grandparents started sending me letters about the priesthood, which was weird because they hadn't done anything like that before. And now just when all this is happening, all of a sudden they're starting to send these letters about the priesthood. I graduated. I worked for my dad for a year. I was making lots of money. I was partying every weekend. What a good life, eh? And I was absolutely miserable. I was a lost sheep, even though I thought that this is the life that everybody wanted. And so I was praying more and more, and I knew that I needed to try the priesthood. I, I was thinking with Father Jean Boutin, uh, that homily that just inspired me, I thought, ah, I want to be able to do that. You know, I want to tell people that God loves them no matter what, and he'll always draw us back. And so I joined the seminary. I went to Edmonton to go to school, and that's not the end of the story, because if you choose to go to the seminary to study to be a priest, you don't automatically become a priest. It's a long process to see, is this for you or not? It's like if you start dating somebody, you don't just get married in three seconds. But it's a process. You get engaged and you see, is this person somebody that you can love for your whole life? And same with the seminary. So I would come back home to Melfort every summer and go back into my old job and think, you know, the money is pretty good. Maybe I should just stick with this. And every summer, God would call me back and say, just give it one more year. He never forced me, never said, okay, just be a priest for 30 years, because <laughs> that would scare us, eh? But he would say, just try one more year. So I'll just one of the things uh, that God, how God speaks to me is uh, I was out canoeing one summer with a good friend of mine, and I was having a particularly terrible week. I said, that's it. I'm quitting the seminary. I'm going to find a girl and get married and make my money. <laughs> And my friend said, okay, calm down, settle down, <laughs> just pray about it, go to church. So I went to Mass, and I said, you know, God, you do something about this. And I went to Mass, and the readings that Sunday were, the, the harvest is plentiful, and the laborers are few. That's the gospel about the priesthood. And it hit me right then again, you know, and I said, okay, God, I'll give you this next year and that's all. But every year he gave me a little sign. And this is how God speaks to us. He speaks through people, through others. He speaks through church, through the Eucharist. He speaks through his word in the gospel. And I've been ordained now as a priest for 13 years. I was at St. Michael's here in town, and then I was out at Zenon Park, Carrot River, and Arborfield for six years, and uh, back here just this summer. And it's not easy, just like marriage. Marriage is not easy. Marriage is beautiful, but it's, it's always um, a challenge every day, isn't it? And same with the priesthood. I don't never regret my choice, and I've loved every single day. 
even through the difficulties, because God has continued to call me back the lost sheep that I am and use me to call people back as well. As we continue to pray then today, I just ask you, please continue to pray for more priests and for us priests, that we may be faithful to the mission entrusted to us. And, and I pray for you, that you may be faithful to whatever God has called you to.